Hey, here we go. Welcome back to Yes Functional Longevity Podcast. We give you insight on how to get fit, feel younger, and live better. Good afternoon. My name is Chris Border, best-selling author and owner of Yes Fitness, coming to you live right down here at Yes Fitness. And I just want to let you know that if you want to get a transcript of this broadcast or view any of our previous broadcasts, you can head on over to yesfitnessct.com. And scroll down to podcast, and there you'll see our 210 or 11 podcasts that we've done. And I'm reminded you can listen to our podcast as well on Spotify. So let's get right into it today. We don't have any housekeeping that I'm aware of. It's an exciting day. Tonight is when we kick off our Drop Two Sizes of D2S program. We have our first accountability meeting. And I find these accountability meetings to be probably the most important feature of this program because it keeps people in line. And we, we learn, we teach things and over an eight week period, even though people have done this before, they do it again because they just always get a little bit better. They get a little different nugget. They get a little, take something a little else out of their butt. But in preparation for this, we had our kickoff seminar about a week ago, actually about a week ago, Tuesday night. And always in those kickoff seminars and those presentations, some great information comes out. And I may have talked about this a little bit before, but I would like to talk about it again and not necessarily just talk about it for the purpose of fat loss, uh, but more in a purpose for why we want to lose fat and why we want to be in a healthy weight. So I'm just going to first click off our banner, banners here for a second. And I am going to bring up slides. In this first slide right here, what are we talking about? We're talking about, well, let's just get through this slide first here, okay? This is a slide um, on research that's done by Julianne Holt Lundtad, okay? She's a professor of psychology over at Brigham University. And through her research, she did a series of studies of tens of thousands of middle-aged people. And she found that social integration had the greatest effect on longevity. And we've spoken about this before. We see the top line. And then very close to that, right underneath it, is our close relationships. Those are like the two most important things for longevity. And as we scroll down this list here, we see quitting smoking, right? Makes sense. Um, quit boozing it up makes sense. Get your vaccines, especially as we get older. We want to make sure we don't get ill. Um, cardiac rehab exercise, and then we get to lean versus overweight, hypertension, and so forth. We don't even see on that list nutrition. So nutrition isn't even on this list of what we got, two, four, six, eight, top 10 things. Nutrition does affect lean versus overweight. We know it's a very big effect on it. But what I wanted to review here is when we just diet, okay, when we just diet, and this is one of the premises of our Drop Two Sizes program. The weight loss from eating a calorie deficit diet, 
fat mass as well as muscle mass are all lost, not just fat. That's why you lose weight, you kind of start to get soft. In overweight people, 20 to 30% of the total weight loss is muscle mass. 20 to 30% of overweight people. And a lot of people, well, that's not me. I'm not overweight. If you start to take a look at BMI, BMI numbers, right? A lot of us are overweight. I'm right now about 180. According to BMI, I'm overweight. So just get out of your mind that, hey, I'm not overweight. All right? If you just diet, you are going to lose 20 to 30% of of that weight loss is going to be muscle mass. In a normal weight person, okay, if we're normal weight, the loss of muscle mass is often as much as 35% or more of total weight loss. And a percentage of muscle loss when you diet and perform cardiovascular exercise, well, it kind of depends on the exercises that you're doing. But in a 2012 meta-analysis showed that Improperly combining cardio and lifting impairs muscle growth by roughly 31%. And strength gains by 18%. So it needs to be done correctly. It needs to be paired correctly so that we don't lose that precious muscle, right? We know that muscle mass affects our metabolism. The more muscle we have, the higher our metabolism is and the higher the amount of calories you can take in each day without having to gain weight. That's super key. That's critical, right? And that's what we focus on in this Drop Two Sizes program. So it's it's not just about the weight loss. It's about getting lean versus overweight for staying alive. That's why I'm bringing this up today. So we're going to start off with a study, Okay. It's a long, the study took a look at the long-term effects of a very low-calorie diet in obesity treatment. Very low-calorie diet. And a prospective randomized comparison between very low-calorie diet and hypercaloric diet and behavior modification in their combination. So 27 people on this very low-calorie diet, okay? Very low. They lost an average of 19 pounds in eight weeks. That's about 2.3 pounds per week. That's pretty awesome, right? A lot of people would say, I'd love to lose a little over two pounds a week, right? But what happened was 32% of, of that loss was lean muscle mass. That means they lowered their metabolism. That means when they go back to eating the way they normally ate, they're going to gain more weight back. It's called the yo-yo effect. They're going to gain more weight back than when they're at because they went back to the way they're eating because they want to diet and didn't make changes that they were able to maintain over the long haul. Thus, this is what happens. I'm going to show you an example of people that yo-yo, okay? And for every 13 pounds of fat lost, six pounds of muscle was lost. So here's a graph that we use, okay? Hopefully you'll be able to see, and I'll try to explain if those people are listening and that and aren't able to see this. So an average woman, 180 pounds, had 48 pounds of muscle, uh, pardon, me, pardon me, 48 pounds of fat, um, 63 pounds of muscle, and I want to say 67 pounds of just bone and miscellaneous tissue, okay? 
after that first, after eight weeks of that very low calorie diet, she lost that 19 pounds, right? She now weighs 161 pounds. Of those 161 pounds, she now has 35 pounds of fat and 57 pounds of muscle and her bone and miscellaneous tissue stayed at 67 pounds. So she lost 13 pounds of fat, but she also lost six pounds of muscle. See the picture down here? She's on the scale. She's super happy because she lost all that weight, 19 pounds. But what happens? She gains it back. She doesn't even gain back more. So we just take it to the point where she gains back to where she was. She now has 54 pounds of fat on her body. She still only has 57 pounds of muscle and she has 67 pounds of bone and miscellaneous tissue. When she steps on that scale, what does it say? It says fat. She's not happy anymore. She gained that 19 pounds. When she gained that, that 19 pounds, because all she does, does is diet, it's all fat. So you know what? That diet worked. I'm going to do it again. So after another eight weeks, she did that diet again, second time, yo-yoing up and down. She again lost 19 pounds. She is celebrating. She's on that scale again. She is super happy, right? She's now down to 41 pounds of fat, but she's also down to 51 pounds of muscle. She lost another six pounds of muscle affecting her metabolism. And she stayed with 67 pounds of bone and miscellaneous tissue. Gets off that diet because no one can diet forever, right? It just goes to show basically that when people go on diets, when they don't make behavior changes, they gain all the way back over time. She now weighs 180 again. She's freaking out when she looks at that scale. She now has 60 pounds of fat on her body. And she only has 51 pounds of, of muscle and her bone and miscellaneous tissue, 67 pounds. So she's lost 12 pounds of muscle mass. She needs to regain 12 pounds of muscle mass for her to be able to get back to where she was at before she started this, this yo-yo dieting. And yo-yo dieting is very challenging. It's a really hard cycle to break. It's a challenge. But this is what happens to your body. And if we're not exercising and just dieting, we are destroying our metabolism. So I have another slide for you here, okay? This is another study, okay? where they took a look at muscle hypertrophy with large-scale weight loss in resistance training. They were on an 800-calorie-per-day liquid diet for 90 days. Now, who's going to be able to sustain that for more than 90 days? I don't know. I wouldn't be able to sustain it for nine days. But they, this study, they did an 800-calories-per-day liquid diet for 90 days. The average weight loss was 35 pounds. It's 2.2 pounds per week. I'm sure... Anybody who's listened to this would be ecstatic if they were losing close to three pounds a week and they were trying to lose some weight, right? Here's the thing. All the subjects increased the cross-sectional area of their muscle fibers significantly. So one conclusion of this study is it appears that weight training can produce hypertrophy in muscle fiber and therefore increase in metabolism even during severe energy restrictions and large-scale weight loss. 
So the bottom line is lifting weights equals increasing muscle no matter what. If you're lifting the weights correctly, if your program is designed correctly, doing the things you need to do, even on an 800-calorie diet per day for 90 days, you're going to be able to maintain that muscle loss. You're going to maintain your muscle mass, pardon me, not muscle loss. Uh, I got a slide in here that I really would rather not necessarily talk about. And I have one final study for us this afternoon where this research was done in Mayo Clinic all the way back in 2009. So we've known this for a long time. They studied 54 women in four groups. Group number one was diet with weight loss. So what they did was they dieted, no exercise, they and had weight loss. Group two, they exercised with weight loss. Group three was exercise without weight loss. And group four was a weight-stable control. So group four was our control group. This is what they found. The women who exercised and did not lose weight lost the same amount of fat as their diet group who lost weight. So the group that dieted and lost weight and the group that lost weight that exercised and did not lose weight. Okay. Those are two they compared and they found that the weight loss was the same. The same amount of fat was lost. Okay. What's the difference? The exercise group not only had added lean muscle that will make keeping the fat off much easier long-term along with being more fit at the end of the study, tighter and leaner, so what the study concluded was that exercise without weight loss is associated with subcutaneous reduction in total and abnormal abdominal obesity. So the scale doesn't go down. But they got smaller because they lost that fat in the abdomen. So, again, why am I talking about this today? I'm talking about this today because... We'll just put these things back up here for now. The, the, the just crushing effects that yo-yo dieting has on your metabolism. I just need to bring that to the forefront because I hear so many people that just go on diets, go on diets, and they're losing weight. And they feel so happy about it, right? And, yeah, it's great to see some progress and, and feel good about that. But if you're not exercising, if you're not strength training, you need to do resistance training. To maintain the muscle mass. And by maintaining the muscle mass, we will get down. We will, pardon me, we will keep our metabolism up, okay? And we'll be able to get leaner and we'll be get more fit so that we can live longer to affect that lean versus obesity factor. Number seven, I believe, on the scale of top 10 things that we need to do or take a look at to stay alive longer. So throw the vanity thing out. And we all want to look better, right? We all want to lose a little bit of weight to look a little bit better, right? So I hear about it all the time. But at some point in time, we need to face the reality that we need to lose this to live longer. Or you know what? I mean, oh, we're not going to live as long as we can possibly live. And strength training is the key. That's why I wrote a book about it. Get stronger, live longer. Express Guide to Strength Training for Longevity. Because it is such a key to your weight management as we get older. 
never mind all the factors that probably a number one factor to be able to improve our health span and be able to function better, to be able to function in our 90s like we're in our 70s. It's about strength training. It's not about doing cardio. If you do strength training correctly, you improve your aerobic capacity. It's not about going out there, pounding an elliptical, a treadmill, and they go running five miles. It is about strength training to be able to be in your 90s and function like you're in your 70s to maintain the muscle mass so we don't become frail. So I hope this was eye-opening to you. I hope it helps you um, stay away from just dieting alone, despite all the diets that are out there, and make sure that we're getting enough nutrition, that we're lifting some weights correctly to be able to maintain the muscle mass for the long run. As always, if you have any questions, contact me, email, text me, call me, whatever it might be. Stop in this facility. I'd love to help you out with this. It is obviously one of my passions. That's why I wrote the book. And uh, I want to help people. I want to help people live longer, healthier lives and be able to enjoy those extra years, improve their health span. So that's it. You can look for more information from me next Tuesday at 3.30, where I'm going to give you more insight on how to get fit, feel younger, live better. Thanks for watching and have yourselves a great evening.